This is your host Shane with Radical Rocks and today we have an exciting rock show, Radical Rocks show on all sorts of topics. We'll try to get in what we can, but we hope to cover about the opening of rock shows, um, some of them around the country, different areas opening up such as uh, some of the parks, the Big Bend Park in Texas and other parks. We're going to talk about several different fossils including the world's oldest land-dwelling fossil, uh, a winged fossil discovered in England, a saber-toothed fish. We're also going to talk about the collection, the largest collection of rocks from the moon, aside from going to the moon yourself. We're going to talk about um, the year of the crystal, the garnet market, uh, blue uh, quartz, which is really interesting. We'll try to go in that into some depth. Um, and we will talk about the latest rock and gym um, topics. There's actually a mineral on there I want to talk about as well if we have time. So folks, um, remember, we are here to try and educate and share, and we are building our community through our Facebook, Facebook group, which is free, Radical Rocks Facebook group. We have our podcast, of course, you already are aware of. We have our YouTube videos and we have a blog. All of our links can be found at the blog. Just go to radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com and just supporting us by sharing, liking, leaving comments and things like that is helping us keep rock hounding alive because of the attention that we get. It helps the algorithms and such so that we can help keep areas open and keep educating people and donate to different organizations that are helping keep rock hounding alive. So let's get right into it. No particular order here. I'm just going to um, look at what I have up on the big screen here. So for starters, we have the 2021 forecast. This can be found on uh, www.jewelrybusiness.com. And um, the article came out on June the 1st. And it's saying, you know, it talks about a variety of colored gems, which are actually outpacing diamonds as of right now since the COVID virus. A lot of people are thinking about what they want to put their money into, some of its investments, and um, some of it's just wanting to buy things. And different companies such as Tiffany's and Zales and these big diamond companies are anticipating some big growth in diamonds as well, but it looks like gemstones could outpace them. At the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show, um, they did some research um, for the 2021 forecast, and they did an article on the color uh, palette, and it is in this article, and you can read about it. They talk about some of the favored, <coughs> excuse me, gems that um, are going to possibly lead the market from 2020 to 2021. And of course, uh, one of them that's uh, mentioned is the Oregon Sunstone, which I thought was pretty interesting. That's good news. Uh, moonstones, rainbow moonstones, uh, have a variety of colors. Tourmalines, different colored tourmalines are going uh, thought to be quite popular. Um, of course, uh, looks like uh, some apatite, emeralds, uh, some opals, and also pink colored stones are quite popular as well. So. You could take a look at that article if you want to do some uh, more investing or you just want to see what the trend is so that you make sure you have some in your um, jewelry box or in your store or whatever the case may be. But um, there's some real pretty pictures here. Also, sapphires uh, have proved to be a real favorite um, up-and-coming colored gemstone 
this year. The Montana um, Sapphire is also another good one if uh, you're interested in that. It's kind of a kind of a bluish green, kind of a greener color. Um, sometimes they're they're more blue, so those are another one that's uh, getting pretty popular this year. And uh, quite a few others from Australia. Uh, sapphires from Australia are pretty popular. Teal blue is real popular from uh, some of these different colored stones. So the article's quite lengthy. You can check it out if you want. But these are the hot trends. Also, garnets are in the news at newsdistinct.com. Uh, you can read an article that came out today, uh, June 1st. It says garnets uh, are used in all types of jewelry they're used industrial reasons and such as that for grinding and um, the the market is up they're looking at the market between 2019 and 2025 and they feel that uh, it's going to increase quite a bit uh, every year year by year it will continue to go up and um they show the different countries that are mining most of it, Asia, Europe, North America, Latin, uh, the Middle East. So those are some of the trends in gemstones. <coughs> Excuse me, got a dry throat and I forgot to get some coffee. Another stone, uh, it's not just the precious gemstones, but some other stones such as quartz are gaining popularity and their price per carat is going up. And um, some of these really fine uh, one carat gemstones could cost a thousand dollars and a two carat stone could cost four thousand um, dollars for um, some of these prize prize um, diamonds so when in comparison when you can get you know stones like quartz and stuff like that I misspoke there the quartz is much cheaper and affordable so also sapphires are very popular and very expensive but you know if you can get a quartz or something else that's a little cheaper um, and have that to wear then it is um, going to be advantageous so you can check out this article that talks about um, the popularity of the sapphire where they're coming from Sri Lanka um, also from Colombia different areas and um, the interest in in quartz and and spinel and things like that um, how it's moving into fashion as well so these are all other hot colored gemstones that are being projected as going to be a big deal this year all right so some really good news big ben national park is uh going to open on uh june the first i think this is in uh www.cbs7.com uh, this was written June the 1st and they say that uh, they announced Monday that they're open for day use so you can hike and get out and see the creek and things like that so just keep your eyes open some of your rock hounding places might be opening soon and I've got some uh, more news about that now here's an interesting article I forgot to mention it in the introduction but um, there's a great article at eos.org on the magnetic field for Mars, and they found some information now to to actually map out Mars. And I thought the article was interesting because they kind of have targeted some possible, um, I think it was platinum areas where there was a magnetic field. Yeah, um, Lucas Planetium. They found evidence of a magnetic field coming from a lava flow. Um, there and they picked up the signal at the crater 
And the interesting thing about the magnetic pull or the gravitational pull is they say it happens from this lava that kind of gyros inside a planet. And um, that was once quite active in Mars, they feel. And now they just have more information to help them feel that that is the case through looking at these different heavily uh, mineralized areas that uh, have a higher magnetic field and mostly in the northern hemisphere of the planet. So if you're into that kind of stuff, there is uh, a lot of information on that that you can read there. Now, if you really like out-of-this-world type stuff, you might want to be knowing where the most moon rocks are aside from having to go to the moon and that would be in Maine it's a new um, uh, mineral and gem museum in Maine and they have all kinds of rocks and minerals and things like that this is uh, on downeast.com and um, the article does not have a date on it that I see but uh, if you look up a Maine museum has the world's largest collection of moon rocks with a question mark this will pop up and uh, they have pictures of some of the beautiful gemstones that they have there the display of the moon rocks is very impressive with uh, um, descriptions and they are in these glass cages and some of them are very large I'm surprised how large they are um, but they're right there where you can look at them and see them kinda cool now let's get into some of the fossils before we get into um, some well actually you know what I want to talk about the Mariposa Gym and Mineral Club this is really good news now maybe other clubs have opened but this is the first that I've seen um, June the 1st this is on goldrushcam.com goldrushcam.com and this came out June the 1st and they are gonna have their rock their tailgate rock swap meet and Mariposa County Fairgrounds that's in California on Saturday, June the 6th. Hallelujah. I'm very happy to hear that. And um, I, I don't say that in a joking term. I'm, I'm really happy to see this happen. It's going to be free to the public. Um, they still have vendor spaces available for 10 bucks. If you are a mineral and gym um, person, you might want to get there. They're going to, you know, they're going to do the political thing and uh, do social distancing and and all of that as as expected by their state so um, you know if you go please be respectful of, of other people and and do that but uh, it's pretty cool so there's some pictures there of uh, past shows that they've had and if you're in the area or whatever please support them um, because I know that these rock gym and mineral clubs do a wonderful service of educating our community offering um, very affordable sometimes even free training and uh, you know use of shop for small fees and classes on how to do you know grind rocks make cabochons do silver smithing smilder sometimes silver casting uh, beading wire wrapping all sorts of things um, really good and then the education that you get um, it, it's not a these rock rock collectors are not greedy um, people they're very very kind and very giving they want to share their knowledge they want to pass that on so you know please support these groups and clubs that help keep this alive and um, 
so we can keep our areas opened as well for casual collecting, of course. So let's get into the fossils. Um, here is a saber-toothed fish. Um, it, the article is uh, entitled Discovery of a New um, Toothed Fish. And uh, there were several articles on this. Um, this one is on intellock.ie. It's I-N-T-A-L-L-A-G-H-T.ie. And um, I do not, let's see, there might be a date on this. That was written by Brian Adam, and I am not seeing a date. Okay. But anyway, there's a cool picture of the fish here. And um, this was a fish that was related to the anchovy. They said he has very big pointed teeth like a saber-toothed tiger, but only on a fish. And, um, man, my computer is going weirdo here. Um but uh, he ate different things, and uh, they found a, a fossil of them. They've got a picture of him here, uh, harm, uh, n the relative of the harmless sea anchovy fish, um, but with large, sharp teeth. They found uh, experts at the University of Michigan, published in the Royal Society's research journal describing the fish being discovered in Belgium and Pakistan. The latest one was Pakistan. And they feel it is 54 million years. And uh, the fossil is kind of crude here, but you can make it out and check it out if you want on the website and see how this fish looked. Next in fossil news is a fish or a, a bird that you would have suspected would have been found in possibly China because that's where they find a lot of these. It... Uh, uh, Petrodactyl, um, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but it was in England. This article is from the University of Portsmouth, May 29th, and the website is sitechadaily.com. It's S-C-I-T-E-C-H-D-A-I-L-Y.com, and there's a really neat picture of the bird here. He has quite a uh, spectacular um, comb, I guess you could say, on the top, and does look a lot like a pterodactyl, but uh, not quite a pterodactyl. And this is the first one ever discovered outside of China and Brazil, found in the United Kingdom. So that's pretty exciting for our friends on the other side of the pond there. And someone who was a fossil hunter found this while walking his dog in Sandown Bay, on the Isle of, of of White. So pretty neat stuff there. Um, they found um, mostly just the jaw. So, you know, a lot of times they use a lot of creativity, but they feel that um, they can identify it with the ones in China and with the head and the skull and everything, they've been able to, um, to tell uh, that this should be very similar to that. And they donated it to the Dinosaur Isle Museum at Sandown. And hopefully that will be displayed in the future so young and old alike can enjoy it. Now for one of the fossil discoveries that I thought was really cool. This is uh, in several different articles, but I found it on www.futurity.org. It's F-U-T-U-R-I-T-Y. And this is about the oldest land-living creature 
they believe that's ever been found. They're estimating over 400 million years old. It is a millipede. Now, the article doesn't say how big this millipede was. I've read that uh, some millipedes, land-dwelling ones, are over a foot long. But I've also read that the largest millipedes, which are the largest insects, are a foot and a half wide by over six feet long. So the ones that they found here are not being bragged about being the biggest. They're being bragged at being the oldest. So these uh, creatures were eating plants and things like that. And because of this, they're saying that uh, there's a lot of information that they need to kind of re-look at and figure out what's going on. They found this oldest fossil of this largest dwelling stemmed plant also. And all this was found in Scotland, by the way. So the oldest fossils for the millipede is being found in, in Scotland. Even though they feel that there might be other ones, uh, bugs and fossils that are older, they haven't discovered them yet. So this is the one right now, and someday I'm sure somebody else will knock them off their pedestal. But uh, they have an interesting, if you're into dating and aging things, they have an interesting way of dating this through extracting the zircons, uh, a microscopic uh, mineral that they feel will help them date the fish or the fossil or the plant or whatever. And um, they use that by picking them out with a little pin, basically, and that's what they they test so that's one of their new techniques so how accurate it is I don't know but they're claiming it is pretty accurate now some really cool news I'm saving the blue quartz for last if you're not in my rock group you have not heard about it if you're in my rock group you might have heard about it because I posted some pretty cool pictures and stuff on the article but um, I want to go to the VUG Dot com. It's the-vug.com. They have a news section there. They talk about this world fossil millipede from Scotland as well. I don't know what their link is. I actually found another link. They talk about thunder eggs. There's a great article in there about how you can find crystals inside that is pretty interesting. And about a giant uh, tectonic plate under the ocean breaking in two. This is actually in between some of the Hawaiian islands. That's kind of an interesting article if you are um, a, vol a volcano lover and uh, like Hawaii and things like that. Now, Rock and Jim magazine. Um, this is a great magazine. I feel like if you are a rock hound, this should be in your subscription. Um, the July issue is out and on the way. They have a great article on spectacular silver boulder treasures. They've got an article on crystal twinning on hot rocks. If you have ever um, gone rock hounding, I don't think they're talking about that kind because it says it's a guide to radioactivity. So when it says hot, it's talking about radioactivity. Passion for Paleontology, The Summer in the San Juan Mountains. Um, this is primarily about gold mining. And then uh, Mineral County Wondering. So a lot of good stuff in that magazine that you can read. Now, one of the things that um, I really liked in the Rock uh, and Jim website, which is rock, the letter N, gym.com, is Mineral Monday. And the mineral for Monday is awesome as a right. They have a wonderful specimen here, which is from the Milpes mine, which is in Mexico. 
We talk about azurite in some detail here. It's a copper um, carb carbonite and also uh, carb carbonite. Um, its color is from light blue to incredibly dark blue. And the shape of the azurite crystals vary with common shapes, um, prismatic, fibrous, column, even ball type shapes. And they have some beautiful pictures here of some that are of that type and they're out of Arizona. Um, some of the mines out there, I think toward the Bisbee mine. But some wonderful collecting places are Nambia, Morocco, France, um, Green, Germany, England, um, of course America, Mexico, things like that. So there's some pretty cool spots. I recommend you go check out this uh, article and look at these beautiful specimens. And then finally, the last article, um, before you get into it, it's about uh, blue quartz, which I thought was pretty spectacular. But I just want to remind you again, I will leave a description of the, uh, in the description, I will leave a copy of the link to our blog so you can get to all our websites and join all our social media especially our facebook group and whatever else interests you okay it is radicalrocksusa.blogspot.com okay all right now hopefully i'll say this right dumb more tear right it's d-u-m-o-r-t-i-e-r-i-t-e quartz a rare blue quartz and this article is in geology in Dot com and that's the website geologyin.com and the article was uh, written when 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 I don't see a date here uh, not a date but it says uh, Phillips and gemstone mineral 10:24 p.m. that's all it says so look it up there is a beautiful picture of this glassy crystal that is filled with these blue they're orbs, but they have sp spikes all out, thick, close-knit spikes all the way around them, um, and just there's just dozens and dozens of them in it, and it is a beautiful, beautiful specimen. The one they have a picture of is out of Brazil. Now, this Demorterite quartz is a blue quartz containing abundant uh, Demorterite inclusions. Demortite quartz is one of the rare and more unusual blue varieties of quartz gemstones and a gem quality combination of quartz aggregate intergrown with the mineral known as demortite. And it says, although quartz can occur in a wide range of color, blue colored quartz is surprisingly quite rare. The traces of demortite are responsible for its distinct color that can range from light to dark blue and in some cases reddish brown. Now it's a aluminum uh, borosilica. It has a hardness range of 7 to 8.5 on the Mohs and when it's cut um, it's usually going to end up being about 7 on the hardness scale. Same as quartz and the crystals sometimes have a hardness that goes up to 8.5. The minerals discovered in 1881 and named after a French paleontologist, Eugene de Demorator, and um, it has been uh, in a few industrial purposes other than jewelry, but um, <clears throat> it says it's known to turn a remarkably pure white color when fired. It's often used for in the production of porcelain and creamix and sometimes mistaken for sodalite <clears throat> and has been used as imitation 
Lapis. So that's some of the information about it right there. You got to check that out. Come on down to our Facebook group. I just posted a beautiful picture of it and a link to the article. So come on down. And guys, remember, rockhounds don't die. They petrify. <laughs>